Chase is alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse! Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Warrior, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're doing if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I'm your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me tonight is my co-host, Landon Evanson. How y'all doing? Well, in response to a recent post by Friday the 13th Franchise.com rating their top five favorite prologues of our favorite franchise, I thought it would be fitting for us to discuss some of our favorite prologues as well, since that is something we have yet to cover. Now, with 12 films currently in the franchise, it can be tough to narrow down, but there are a few that particularly stand out for me. So with that in mind, we will just keep our discussion tonight to our top three picks. And ranking in at number three for me, which was a close race, but I think I'd have to go with part four. Now, I know that that is basically just clips from previous films, but to me, that just goes to show the power of the first three films in general, and that you just you just don't necessarily have to have new material to make it great. And I think that's what stands out, is they just did a really good job, you know, tying everything in with those first three films in order to, you know, create what we've seen, you know, with Jason laying in the barn and so on and so forth. I just think they did an excellent job for that. However, I have to say it was a difficult choice for me to pick that number three spot because the part two campfire scene is definitely right up there with it as well. So really it was a tough decision, but I'd have to go with part four for, for my number three position. So I don't know what your thoughts are for that, Lando, but uh, what made your number three spot? I have to say that I agree. Like you said, you don't necessarily have to come up with something that is completely original, reviewing some of the iconic moments from the first three films leading into the fourth one, which a lot of people believe is the best of the Friday films. I mean, that's pretty much perfect right there. But my number three, I debated on this for a while, but then I finally came to the conclusion, and I think that uh, I had to go with uh, part one, the original film itself. It was just because, I mean, there wasn't much to go off of there because they were, it was, first of all, it was just a film that they had no idea they were going to end up making so many sequels. But uh, the idea of everything that the franchise represents is, is right there for the plucking in that first film. It's the idea of, I mean, at the time we didn't know that it was, you know, Mrs. Voorhees. We didn't know that it was the mother, but at the same time, it kind of set the tone of, hey, this is about revenge. This is about righting a wrong this is about people who are being inattentive and are only acting out of their own urges and they're being selfish and they're being punished for that. And that really just kind of set the tone for the entire franchise in just a, a few moments, even though at the time, you know, you didn't really know that, but they've, they've followed that, you know, that, that formula ever since. So I had to go with the original. And I can't blame you for that choice. I mean, it really is a tough decision to even put these in any type of order. And, you know, when you have 12 to pick from, you know, as we do, I mean, it's it's almost impossible to choose. And this is really definitely a, a tough task, you know, to really try to, to, you know, to try to narrow down and actually give them a ranking number. And I like how, uh, you know, Friday the 13th franchise, you know, went with five because you feel guilty, you know, leaving out certain parts, you know, just like, <laughs> right. you know, like you say a number, you know, part one. And, you know, it was that would be if we were if we had a top five that we were actually going to discuss in general, that would definitely would have made my list also. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. I mean, when there's so many, I mean, I think a lot of people probably get to a point where they agree that once Kane Hodder came into the picture, the, the, the quality of the film started to slip a little bit, even though that wasn't Kane's fault. But uh, so it's really that, you know, 
you start talking about one through six, it's really kind of hard to say, okay, we're going to pick one, we're going to pick three or even five because you, you feel like, you know, you're really leaving somebody out there that deserves recognition. So yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a tough thing to do to try and whittle it down. Yeah, definitely. I mean, some of them, you know, there's really not a bad one of the, you know, of the series, in my opinion, I think they're all, they all offer their own little individual things that, you know, make them cool. So, but uh, oh, yeah. like I said, part four for me, I just thought it was just really cool how it was just like a, a recap basically, you know, and like you said, a lot of people do consider four as, you know, one of the higher ups of the series. And mm-hmm. I would agree, you know, awesome film. It's one of my favorites also, but uh, I don't know. There was just something about it that just really, you know, worked for me as far as the way they were able to edit all those clips together. Mm-hmm. No, I don't disagree at all. I think that uh, you, you kind of wish other franchises. I mean, there was a time when, Friday 13th was a little more linear, you know? And so they could get away with that kind of thing now, especially toward the end, the last handful of films. I mean, he's kind of got all over the place. So that wasn't really possible, but you almost wish that other franchises, I mean, early on with Friday the 13th, the way they did that early on with Halloween nightmare on Elm street, even think of phantasm. Those are franchises that have had, you know, a linear approach to things. And Phantasm was really the only one that stayed with that. All the other ones kind of went in their off in their own directions, but it's kind of nice when you can go back and look and you, I think in a way it kind of brings a smile to your face in and of itself, just because you look and you're like, man, damn, there've been a lot of really great moments in these movies. And it just makes you that much more excited to see the new one. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I'm anxious to see what they come up with, you know, for that too. If we'll see maybe a recap, I guess it all depends on what direction they go with the film, but I'm definitely looking forward to see what they do come up with, you know, for that. But I like your choice of part one. And with that one, you know, to me, I think they really put the setting, uh, they really put it in a proper place, you know, um, the way it gives you, you know, that, that eerie vibe of, you know, someone is out there, someone's watching, you know, and they put, put you, you know, you're at Camp Crystal Lake. I mean, you know that something bad is about to happen. I mean, they just really right. set it up great. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I won't argue with that at all. Nice. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, the, the choices are difficult. I mean, if, if uh, you know, if we had, you know, five of us on tonight, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect us all, you know, to agree with the particular order that we would each have, but I think we would all agree that it's definitely a difficult task to, you know, give them a numbering system. Yeah, it is. Especially, You would think, you know, it's one of those things that on its face, you look at it and say, okay, there are so many films. They're the ones that really stand out that have to be recognized. And then you pick one or two other ones, but it's, it's not until you actually stop to think about it. It's a lot more difficult than you would think, because like you said, like seven through 10, when Kane came in, I mean, a lot of, you know, some people look at those as kind of throwaway, but when you think, just like you pointed out, they all have moments, they all have some value that they bring to the table that when you look at it just for that purpose, it's hard to just disregard it. And so, yeah, it's definitely a difficult task to try and come up, you know, with just, with just a handful because you could go on and on. I mean, hell, we could sit here and talk for two hours if we wanted to on this, you know, but you have to, you have to come up with three. So, and that makes it kind of fun though, too, because then you start thinking, okay, well, this one has to be there. So now I'm down to two or whatever the case may be. It's just, yeah, it's just fun to sit there and, uh, you know, just a fun little exercise, you know, to reminisce about Friday the 13th. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, and, you know, 
for me, part three, like I said, is it's kind of a, or number three is kind of a tie because I, I'm kind of torn between that part two campfire scene. And it's like, you know, you feel guilty not mentioning that because that's just fucking classic Friday shit right there. I mean, everyone's sitting around the campfire right. and you're like, you know, goddamn, I didn't, uh, if I don't include part two, you know, something bad might happen to me. Shit. Right. Well, and then you've got on top of it, like you said, I mean, it's got the backstory. It's a classic Friday 13th. There's a jump scare involved. So, yes, I mean, everything about that scene is just Friday the 13th to the T. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But uh, we'll move on to number two. And, you know, this one took some debate as well. But I'm going to have to go with 2009. You know, 2009 just fucking rocked it. I don't care if it's 15 minutes long or however long it is exactly. But damn, they did an awesome job with that opening shot. Yeah, they they really did. And it was it uh, wasn't something that, uh, you know, I kind of went with the older the older films. But I think just in general, the 2009 film doesn't get the kind of recognition it should. That, that is much better than anyone gives it credit for. And I think I think over time, I think the diehard fans, the, there are plenty of those who appreciate it. And I think over time people have understood that it wasn't quite as bad as a lot of people talked about. But when you sit and watch that, if you actually watch that movie from beginning to end and you have an open mind to it and you're looking at it as something that pays homage to the past films, but then it's something independent on its own. Um, and you could say that it wasn't well done and you're just lying. You're full of shit. I mean, Derek Mears was fantastic. I mean, it was well-written. There was nothing cheesy about any of it. Yeah, I mean, it felt real. It, it was, it had terrifying elements to it. You know, Jason runs again. I mean, there's all kinds of things, but like you said, that opening scene, everything about it. I mean, then, you know, and then going to the, the title sequence and everything. I mean, it was just like, yeah, like you said, it's 10 or 15 minutes and you're just like, holy shit, you know, that's a pretty good start to a flick. So uh, I can't disagree with you on that choice there at all. Yeah. You know, I remember watching it for the first time and being that it is, you know, like 15 minutes and I remember sitting there watching it and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, they cut, you know, to the title and the the actual film is you know the the main film itself and you're sitting there thinking you know what the hell just happened you know like you forget <laughs> that you forget that you're actually watching the prologue and not actually into the film because yeah. it just sucks you right in with all the chaos that's going on mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you know jason runs up and you know boom we have that you know last shot of well we know what happened you just don't get to see it before they cut of her right. on the ground and you're just like wow you know did that that really just happen that's the opening sequence holy shit yeah, you're like, I mean, they're starting out with a sprint. They're not walking into this thing. And I thought that was just something that was great. I think to a certain extent, the Jason character became, there was a comedic element to it. I know Jason Lives really started all of that where it was going to have a lot more humor involved in the franchise. But it got to a point where sometimes things were a little too goofy and a little too hokey with trying to go for the laughs. And I thought... That, that opening sequence, especially that last shot of Jason right before they went to the title, like you talked about, that really just locked it home. This is a Jason. This is a Jason that is not to be fucked with. You know, this Jason is angry. <laughs> you know, he's he's out there to, to protect himself, protect his home. And, uh, you know, they, they really just set the stage perfectly to say this isn't going to be, you know, what the franchise had kind of turned into. We're, we're going back to when Jason was a badass. And that was it. And, you know, they certainly pulled it off. No question about it. Oh, yeah. You could tell, you know, right then and there when it cut, you know, to the title and the the actual film itself started, you knew right then and there that they were not playing games. This was the Jason, you know, that 
we haven't seen for a while, but he's back. And right. you're just like, wow, you know, like this is serious shit. And, you know, Jason is not fucking around. Right. And that was the thing. It's, it's been funny. The last couple of times I've watched it, the more times I see it, the more I start to like, it's almost thing where you, it almost feels, I mean, blasphemous is a strong word, but it, it almost feels strange where the idea is going mulling around in my head that Derek Mears might be the best Jason, you know, because you know about Brooker, you know about White, you know, CJ Graham did a great job. Everybody loves Kane. And, but I mean, you look at it, it's just for what the character is supposed to be. And a lot of fans feel that he should be Derek Mears was all of those things. And, and, you know, it was, it was just very believable and he wasn't the zombie Jason. And he was, you know, he was big and imposing, but he's also very athletic. Uh, you know, so I mean, we think about if you were to come up with the most terrifying vision of what this guy would be, Derek Mears encapsulates all of that. Oh, totally. I definitely agree. It, I mean, if we're just discussing human Jason and, and leave it that route, you are yeah. absolutely right. I mean, it's it's everything that you could want wrapped up in one giant package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, Derek did a wonderful job, and like I said, you know, whether you like the film or you don't like the film, I mean, there's always going to be things that we might not necessarily care about specifically or maybe wish we could change, but overall, you know, I I definitely think it's an underrated film. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, like I said, for me, you know, I was going to keep it to the originals, but I couldn't leave out 09. I mean, with that 15 minutes of just, you know, pure terror, it had everything that, you know, we're used to seeing in Friday films. You know, we had the campers, you know, we had some marijuana usage in there. We had, you know, we had some sex scenes. I mean, we had the the partying, you know, young people, you know, out in the woods. And that's what Friday is all about. And I just think they just just straight up kicked ass with that. I don't think they could have done it any better. No, I really, I can't disagree with that at all. I mean, it was just everything about it was was spot on, like you said. I mean, they just, they hit all the notes that they needed to. And then I think the best part is that they did, the pacing slowed down a little bit because obviously, you know, you can't go 90 minutes at that pace. But, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't miss it after the credit either. You know, the rest of the film was just as good at opening sequence. And, uh so, yeah, I mean, that set the tone and they just kept up with it. And, you know, they they never let you down. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the more we talk about it, the more I think, you know, the 09, you, you wish it would get more credit. I think it will as more time passes and especially as many times as we think we're going to get a Friday film and then we don't. I think people are going to go back to that more and more to say, well, you know, this is the last kind of taste of things that we've had. And I think people are going to appreciate it more and more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it was at a time where, you know, people were accustomed, getting accustomed to seeing, you know, zombie Jason and, and then now, boom, let's back the truck up and we yeah. have, you know, this badass human Jason again. You know, I it is what it is. I mean, like I said, I think it was a great film and it definitely deserves more credit, but, you know, you can't please everyone. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Unfortunately. And, you know, a lot of the a lot of the cast members don't do a whole lot of conventions either. I know this is a little yeah. bit off off topic, but um, I'm pretty heavy in the convention scene. And Derek's really the only real staple, you know, uh, from yeah. that film that makes a lot of uh, convention appearances. There's been a few others that will pop up here and there. But I think that if more of the cast members were to do more appearances, I think that might kind of help, you know, spring more life back into it as well. Oh, I think you, I think there's definitely something to that. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I just hope, I mean, at this point for me, honestly, when they do the next Friday film, it, I, I look at it one of two ways. If they bring Kane back 
for that fifth film to kind of do it one more time. I'm down with that 100%. And if it doesn't happen, I hope they bring Derek Mears back. You know, I mean, yeah. For, yeah. for me, those are the big two. I mean, if they go in another direction, okay, so be it. You know, I'll keep an open mind. But I'd really, really like to see it be one of those two. Yeah, we touched on that on a couple, you know, prior episodes and, you know, all things considered with that. It basically just depends on what route they're going to go with the film. I mean, if we're going to go 80s retro, you know, human Jason, or are we going to see, you know, zombie Jason again? I think you got to, you know, can Derek play zombie Jason? Well, absolutely, he can do that too, but we've seen him as human Jason, so I don't know that we should see him as a zombie, you know, a zombie Jason, if that makes sense. No, it does entirely. Like you said, I mean, it's going to, once they finally do get, you know, get through all the legal bullshit and then they decide the direction they're actually going to take the story in and they can come up with a script that everyone approves, then we'll have an idea. Like you said, I mean, until then they can't just go ahead and say, yeah, we're looking this way or that way because they don't know what Jason's going to be yet. It will definitely be interesting to see what they come up with. I mean, we've obviously been waiting. I mean, hell, the 09 film is going to be basically 10 years old by the time we see the next Friday film. You know, right. we'll be we'll be seeing 10 year anniversary shows, you know, for that shit. So and it's so funny, too, because, I mean, I know things change over time, but I mean, it was a time, you know, Friday was pretty much every year there for six or seven years that a film was coming out. I think, you know, there was a couple, one time where there was like a two year break in between. But for the most part, it was kind of a yearly thing, kind of like what Saw was, you know, about about six, seven years ago. And um, so now to get to the point where it's they're so many years in between it just it just feels strange it just feels strange it takes this long you know to get something done yeah and and i know there's legalities behind it and things that are obstacles and you know uh larry zerner came on recently and if you're listening larry thanks a lot i definitely appreciate you coming on just wanted to say thanks again and we appreciated all that information that he shared and one thing that he you know kind of threw back out there for people to hear was you know the this is friday the 13th you know they had no problem cranking these films out in the eighties, you know, crank them out. Now they're going to make money. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I mean, I, I remember, I mean, I wasn't on that episode, but I I've listened to it and I, I heard him saying that, I mean, I think it goes one of two ways. I think, yes, they can crank them out. And I think the key to all of this, and I know we're getting off topic here, but the key to all of this is just put people in there that are writing the script and they're going to be doing the direction that are actually fans of the franchise that have passion and have talent and then get the fuck out of their way and let them do it. Enough of this studio bullshit of deciding, Oh, it's this and that, and they can't make up their mind. People who know the franchise, who know the saga, who know what the fans want are going to be able to do this. And they're not going to need 10 fucking years to do it. My apologies, but they're just not on the other hand. I can understand, you know, with the legalities and everything. And honestly, the next Friday film, I'd rather them take their time and make sure that it's very, very good. And then we'll see what we do moving forward rather than rushing through it and putting a piece of shit out there. But at the same time, you put the right people in the right positions. You could just let them do their work and they're going to do it and they're going to hit it out of the park. But everybody wants to keep getting in the way. And that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it is what it is at this point and we'll just have to play the waiting game. So, but to pull us back on topic there, since we were trailing a little bit, which is (laughs) all right. I ramble from time to time. No worries. No worries. It's all good stuff. So uh, I know you mentioned keeping with the originals of the film. So I'm going to assume that 09 was not your number two pick. No, it was not. No, it was not. I actually uh, went with part two there just because nice. I think I think like you talked about the campfire scene, but then also just the idea of um, 
kind of getting an idea that, okay, Jason now has assumed the role of killer. We find out what happened to Alice. Uh, you know, I mean, I think there's, they, they, it was kind of the real quick denouement. There is the jump, the jump scare with the cat. So we get the classic Friday the 13th there. And then you go into the campfire scene and everything. I just thought that that really wrapped it up, brought it up to speed and then opened it up to go in a completely new direction. And I think that they did a really, really good job with that. Absolutely. Like I mentioned before, you know, two was right up there, you know, in my decision-making, you know, uh, with my last choice. So uh, I definitely, you know, agree. I mean, it's just great. I mean, it's so classic Friday that, I mean, everything about it, you know, I mean, great choice. I absolutely agree. And it's one thing I have to say, as much as I love Amy Steele, as much as I love the Ginny character, you know, Paul, and I I hope I'm not getting this incorrect, but if memory serves, John Fury is the name of the actor. Uh, The two of them, I mean, in the history of the franchise, there haven't been those two leads that had the kind of acting chops that they possessed. You know what I'm saying? They were the, they were very very good actors. They didn't just get the parts because they looked a certain way. Yeah, I mean they they really knocked it out. So I mean, when he's, he's sitting there at the campfire and delivering this speech, and he's supposed to be making people nervous and you know not quite certain of what's going on. I mean, he nails it because I mean he's actually a very good actor. He's not just somebody that's out there just spitting out lines and it comes off as cardboard. You know, it, it actually hit the note he was looking for. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. You're absolutely right on that. I mean, he he made that scene, you know, basically what it was. I'm not saying that another actor couldn't have done that, but for the combination, oh, yeah, no. yeah, for the combination that they had, I mean, it was it all worked out perfect. I mean, yeah. like I said, I I don't know what else would be more classic Friday the Thirteenth than that scene right there. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now, and as you say it, and I I, I can't come up with anything. I think you're right. I think that that is the definitive you know, epitome of what Friday the 13th represents right there. Oh, absolutely. And they've basically recreated that same scene, you know, on other documentaries, you know, um, Mm -hmm. with using Corey Feldman. So, (laughs) I mean, that obviously holds some clout, you know, with other people too, for them to kind of use that same setting, you know, for other, other uh, endeavors of the franchise. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's move on to number one and, I'll go ahead and, you know, throw my number one out there. And, you know, part six is one of my absolute favorites of, of the franchise. And I don't know if maybe why I chose part six is my favorite. Number one is because it is, you know, one of my favorites or, you know, or for other reasons, but, you know, Jason lives to me is definitely number one. And I know a lot of people, you know, will disagree with that. And that's fine. You know, like I said, it's hard enough to make these decisions as it is. But mm-hmm. that graveyard scene, I mean, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it really needs no explanation as far as I'm concerned. No. And I, I'm right there with you. I, uh, I'm i not one of the people that you have to defend Jason Lives to. Jason Lives is by far and away my favorite. Six and two are easily my two favorite. Uh no, that that scene really is fantastic. I mean, you know, taking it, you know, the Jarvis trilogy, and you get Tom Matthews coming in, and you know, picking up. I wouldn't. I'm not going to say it picked up right where five left off because clearly that wasn't necessarily the case. But yeah, that definitely set the tone for for that that sixth that sixth chapter with that scene. It was very intense, very gruesome, and uh, you just knew that you know we were in for a hell of a ride watching that. Oh, absolutely! It was dark. You know, the score was perfect. I mean, you know, the 
like I said, the, uh, you know, Jason standing up, you know, we see him unmasked, you know, the, I'll call it the turnaround scene, you know, the turnaround shot. I mean, you're just like, wow, you know, we're in for a ride. And then on top of it, I mean, you you immediately knew, you know, like when McLaughlin going in more, the, uh, the humor side of things. I mean, right after that, we get the kind of James Bond opening. (laughs) So you knew, you know, we were kind of going in a whole different direction here with this movie. And, you know, I mean, everybody was all in after that scene. There's no question. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, after you've seen that, you knew that maybe we were going to see a different direction as far as what we had previously been accustomed to. But, you know, like I said, it just has all the elements there. I mean, mm-hmm. not not just because it is my favorite, but, you know, uh, that maybe that does have something to do with it. But I think just objectively, you have to look at it as like, you know, they're going to the graveyard, they're digging Jason up, and then, you know, boom, what happens? Now he's back, you know? It's just, they just did an excellent job with it. I mean, to me, that one just hits home, and that one is definitely a number one. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the, the graveyard scene itself, but, I mean, even in the truck before they even got there, I mean, they they, they set it up to, to get people excited immediately. It was, you know, Jason belongs in hell, and I'm going to see that he gets there. You know, sure. they, you you knew you knew it was on already before they even got there. So yeah, I, I can't, uh, I can't disagree with you. Yeah, definitely. And you know, him having the the hockey mask, you know, in the truck. I mean, there was yep. a lot of other elements there, you know, yep. um, it, it, they just tied it in, you know, really good. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, and I don't want to pick apart five, but if you remember in five's prologue, you know, the, the Jason tombstone wasn't really all that great. And in this one, it's like, it seems more official, you know, like Jason had an actual, you know, real tombstone compared to what you've seen in five, you know, he had obviously been in the ground. Um, yeah. There was just other little things, I think maybe that just, you know, kind of added to it. Like I said, not knocking five, five had a great prologue too. I mean, that was a tough decision because, you know, yeah. obviously that one, that one was badass also. But like I said, this one was just, you know, really well done. And the eeriness, you know, when Jason, you know, is, you know, resurrected, you know, and him turning around and, you know, yep. just, like I said, you're just like, yeah, this is this is definitely the one. Mm-hmm. And watching them move around with his eyes without moving, and of course they came up with like the Frankenstein kind of a way of reviving him. I mean, everything about it was just. The more I think about it, the more I I want to like pop it and watch it right now. Oh, absolutely! I just rewatched it again a couple of weeks ago. I I watch it pretty regularly, but yeah, you know, like I said, I just you know for me that's that's my number one. You know, it it is a close call with some of the others, but like I said, just everything about that one to me is, you know, I, I just love it. So, well, for me, mind, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, what, you, uh, where, where do you fall with that? Well, you talked about five and not wanting to knock it, and I'm kind of in the same boat because, like, one through four, and then six, five. It just, as much as I love John Shepard, I, I thought he was the best of all the Tommy Jarvises. I mean, just at, at the film itself, I just feel it's kind of missed a little bit and i think maybe it's because where they finished up with where tommy jarvis was as a character at the end of five and the fact that six just kind of not that they kind of ignored everything i think they just jumped so far down the road of where tommy was you know it wouldn't have been this quick recovery this would have taken him a while to get past that if he did at all and i think there's just something about that doesn't sit right but again you know i'm getting off topic but i mean the reason i liked five is because, like you said, it, it's not as well done as, as part six, but I think it was more about, for me, about what it represented, the fact that people are out there trying to dig up the grave. So you've got this, you know, this urban legend kind of thing that, that Jason was for the people who didn't really necessarily think that, that he was real, that he was just a story. 
And then you've got Tommy Jarvis is out there in the rain and he sees it like there's no fucking way this is happening right now. And you see him rise up out of the grave and all that stuff. I mean, everything about that to me just really locked it home because and then when you see when John Shepard wakes up in the van, you know, it just it just brought it all. It, it was that it was catching up with things without having to do it in a direct way. I mean, it just set the tone to really say, you know, this experience, because a lot of time people go watch horror movies or any kind of movie. And because it's not it, it's not real, you're watching it on a screen and it, it doesn't register with you. And I think the fact that they showed how frightened, you know, Tommy was as a kid with Corey Feldman bringing him back and then waking up, you see John Shepard, he's just like a shattered human being. You know, I think that was the first time in, for, in, throughout the entire franchise where they looked at it as this really takes quite a toll for anyone who survives this kind of a situation. I mean, we sit and laugh and have a good time, but if you put it in real terms, it's devastating. And I think that was the first time that we saw that at the beginning of a movie. I mean, we'd seen it at, at the end of films. I mean, when you looked at, you know, Amy Steele and Dana Kimmel at the end of two and three, I mean, obviously, you know, they had been fucked with and that was pretty clear, but then the movie's over. We run, we run the credits. Whereas five really set up where Tommy was going into that film. And I think that was the first time we saw that somebody that was just like, not just out to have a good time, you know, somebody who was just trying to live to survive. And I, I really like that aspect of things. And I would definitely agree with that. You know, I like the, the dream sequence, you know, type of prologue, if you want to call it that, that'd yeah. probably be the most fitting, you know, way to describe it. Obviously, it, you know, it was a dream of him, you know, waking up, you yeah. know, later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. I, I totally agree with basically all that. I mean, five didn't, five isn't, you know, right up there as one of my favorites. I'm not saying five's a bad film by any means, but you know, like you mentioned, it just didn't really, you know, quite click with you. And I'm kind of the, the same way in the, the yeah. general terms of it. There's just some things, you know, it's, it's not what we're used to seeing in Friday, but with the prologue, they definitely, you know, did a great job. Like I said, yeah. uh, you know, the timeline, um, you know, of using Corey Feldman again, and, you know, you're right. I mean, John Shepard did an amazing job, you know, terrific job, you know, getting the emotion, you know, uh, thrown out there for people to see, you know, hey, this really did take a toll and did some damage. And I totally agree on all those. And, yeah, you know, you're right. It's a tough decision. But, you know, like I said, they're they're all so great. It's just hard to it's just hard to make a, a, a narrowed down list, you know. Yeah, it's one of those situations where you look at it is like there is there isn't a wrong answer. Right. It just it just comes down to personal preference. I mean, they're all they all bring something to the table. So if you were to say somebody comes to somebody else were to come if Eric were here right now and you know, he had three other films that we hadn't talked about, you know, we'd probably see his points on those two. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, I'm kinda surprised that we didn't at least have one, you know, one of the same on the list, you know. But, yeah, I was uh, kind of surprised by that too. But I mean, it's a good thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought that I thought that sick because I know that you're a fan of six, you know, just from from prior conversations. So yeah. I kind of thought that six might make your list. So I'm a little bit surprised at that. It was in a way, honestly, it was like a conscious decision. I was like, I talk about Jason Lives so much <laughs> that I'm going to just steer clear of that and just go in a different direction. Um, but I mean, I easily, easily could have thrown it in there as my number one, <laughs> easily. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you could take your list, you could take my list and you could rearrange them all. And it's still not, you know, wrong answers. I mean, right. I can't, I can't really fault anybody's choices, you know, it, whether it be, you know, top three, top five, you know, even if we ranked them all in order, I mean, it's just, like I said, there's so many good things about, you know, numerous different ones. They all kind of have their own, their own little points to them. And, 
You know, it's yep. just uh, I'm, I'm still kind of shocked, though. I thought six was going to be on there. I got to admit. <laughs> well, believe me, it, it, it was there. It was in my mind. It wasn't until I decided that I was just going to kind of focus on other ones. Actually, it was, you know, you had sent out the link from uh, Friday 13th, the franchise. And it was in reading that piece that five really wasn't even really on my radar. And the more I thought about it, you know, kind of the points they were making, I was like, you know what? I, I, I think I agree. And so that's where my number one came from is just agreeing with that, that article. I mean, if I had done it without reading that five, wouldn't have been on there at all. And then you probably would have seen Jason lives, but it's just kind of interesting sometimes that uh, something that uh, goes into the back of your mind, it's not something that you think about very often. Then you read something somebody wrote and you're reminded that, uh, yeah, there is value there. Absolutely. And they did, you know, a great job with their list too. You know, Jason Parker, that was a, a, a great list. And I, you know, I'm assuming that was his personal list and he's the one that wrote the article and, you know, he had very good points. Absolutely. Um, you know, I I can't, you know, his list necessarily isn't right or wrong either, just like ours isn't right or wrong. And I definitely wouldn't knock any of the other films, you know, uh, we like particular Friday films, you know, for our various reasons. And that's the joy when you have 12 of them, you know, I mean, there's Mm -hmm. so many things it's just dependent on, you know, what resonates with you. Right. No doubt. But yeah, I mean, either way, like I said, I, I knew you were a Jason Lives fan, so I'm a little bit, I'm not going to say disappointed. I'm just a little surprised that that didn't make your list. Yeah. Well, it's because like you said, you, well, but you mentioned, you know, you talk about Jason Lives a lot, but that in itself, I mean, that should be a reason why that would be on your top three, I would think. You know, obviously you're a fan and there's things yeah. about it that you love. So like I said, just a little surprised. Yeah. The more I think about it, I... I probably should have. I can tell you what, if I was, if this had been something I had written, it definitely would have been there just because then it's like, in a way, it almost has like those footprints. And I don't want somebody to come back and say, well, we're, you know, where I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. Jason Lives has to be there. But I kind of, I guess maybe in a, a different way of putting it is I just wanted to challenge myself to come up with something that wasn't something. Because for me, I know I talked to, about it a little earlier, but like Jason Lives part two, part three, that's my top three for the films. And it's just like, any situation that comes up, I could make the argument that if I had to come up with a top three for just about any topic that fell under the Friday the 13th umbrella, I would find a way for those to be the three movies. And I just feel like even when I do stuff for, you know, the podcast on Twitter, sometimes I have to remind myself, it can't all be Jason lives. It can't all be Ginny. It can't all be 3d, you know? So I, I have to remind myself sometimes. So it was good though, because, you know, the five came out of it and, you know, I the original that also just kind of came out of nowhere when I was thinking about it. It's like, you know, that really set up everything. So I want to talk about that too. So but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised myself that I left six off there. You think the temptation would have got to me, but somehow I fought it off. Well, I mean, when you're used to talking about your favorite installments, I mean I I'm kind of the same way. You know, I, I find myself, you know, talking about what I what I think is, you know, the best of the franchise, you know, the few yep. films that I, you know, really enjoy. So you're right on that, but I think this was definitely a good thing to kind of, you know, get, get the thoughts flowing, you know, on some of the stuff that you don't really, you don't really think about on a regular basis. You might not be that big of a fan of five, but, you know, thinking about trying to narrow down a list, you know, it, it kind of brought you back a little bit. So I think that mm-hmm. was definitely a positive. At least it was for me anyway. Yeah, me too. No question. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But a uh, great article by Jason Parker. Um, good material. Like I said, we had not discussed our favorite prologues 
on the show yet, so I thought it would be perfect timing just to, you know, use that as uh, use that as some material, you know, for the show and get out our thoughts too. I mean, like I said, we can't, you know, all agree. There's 12 films. I mean, obviously, there's going to be differing opinions and things that you like or dislike, but that's the beauty of the franchise. There's so much of it out there that uh, we just we have all kinds of options. Mm-hmm. So I think you've said it before. If everyone agreed about everything, it would just be boring. You know, so it's nice that there's so many films and so many different opinions and people weigh one thing over the other because then, you know, it stimulates conversation and debate. And that's kind of the idea. That's what makes it fun. Oh, definitely. And, you know, if we have the same conversation six months or a year from now, you know, I, I might change my mind. Now, of course, I think the only thing that would probably change would be the number three position because part six and oh nine are going to be the top two for me no matter what. So, yeah. but you know, you could change your mind, you know, like you, you hadn't really thought much about five before, but five made your list, you know? So that just yep. goes to show you that, you know, just kind of retrospect thinking about, you know, Hey, what do I like or dislike about these things? It, it got the wheels turning for you and changed your mind. So there you go. I think it's just good in, in general with the franchise. I mean, I think there are so many things that you, people see it, they either saw it at the theater or they only saw it one time or maybe they only saw it once after it hit theaters whatever the case may be and you go off of what your memory was of it i remember you know jason x was that way i'd seen it at the theater and i thought yeah this really wasn't very good i didn't enjoy it very much but then uh it came up where you know we're gonna be doing a, a podcast about it and i hadn't watched it in the longest time so i go and i get it and i watch it and i was sitting there and about halfway through i'm like I'm actually enjoying myself here. This is, I, 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 I like this for what it is. I mean, you can't take it completely seriously. Just have a good time watching it. And now, I mean, I, I enjoy Jason X a lot. And I, I think it's like that, you know, a list like this can kind of stimulate that with some people. Maybe you had a bad memory about part five or maybe whether it's Jason takes Manhattan or whatever it is, is sometimes, you know, you have memories that people change over time, you know, your, your sensibilities change and your appetites change. And so something that maybe you didn't enjoy before you might now. So maybe instead of dogging it, you just give it another, give it another a whirl and see how things play out. Oh, of course, of course. And I, I kind of think the same thing. I mean, plus, you know, when you get older, you know, your thoughts and opinions change and your views change. So it's kind right. of a, a combination of the circumstances, really. You know, I, I was never, I'm not a huge Jason X fan. You know, I'm not I'm not really big into, you know, that sort of thing. And just in general, you know, right. um, if that wasn't a Jason movie, I would have never watched it in the first place. You know, I'm not big into the sci fi stuff and, yeah. you know, things that are more geared, you know, to that specifically. But, uh, you know, to each their own, though, that's just not really, you know, my sort of yeah. thing. So right. I'm I'm not a huge fan of that film, you know, simply for that reason. But if I look at it objectively, then, of course, that that changes things a little bit. So. You know, I mean, like I said, as time goes on, your your thoughts and opinions change. So, like I said, uh, six months or a year from now, you know, my list my list could change. Who knows? Yeah, I would actually kind of be surprised if it didn't a little bit. Like you said, you know, things change over time. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, final thoughts on all of this. You know, I think I've pretty much summed it up. You know, uh, who knows? Six months or a year, two years from now, you know, my my thoughts and opinions could change. But, you know, for right now, those are my picks. Definitely a difficult decision. There's uh, a couple other films that are, you know, right there. You know, we probably should have uh -huh. at least did a, a top five, like uh, like Jason did with the article. But you know, for the sake of conversation, you know, we we just decided to go with the top three and leave it at that. So, what are your final thoughts? 
I, I kind of lean the way that you were talking about. I mean, to be fair, when we all agreed that we do top three, we thought Eric would be here, but uh, he had something to come up and uh, thankfully everything is okay on that end, but he wasn't able to join us here for this show. So when you talk about three people with three lists, you know, that, that's a lot of material to be going over. And if we'd all had five, it would have been a two hour show. So, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things where, like you said, we can sit and talk about this for two hours. So, you know, oh, I yeah. just thought it'd be a, a good idea, especially in, in response to the recent article. And since we haven't talked about it, I just thought it'd be a good time to throw our thoughts and opinions out there for everyone to hear. Yeah, that's definitely a good time. And, you know, who knows, like you said, it's, you know, things might change, but I mean, hell, we could revisit this in six months or a year and just do another episode and see where things stand. Absolutely. And you never know uh, with the new film, you know, that could change up the list as well, because obviously we don't know what direction that's going to go. So that throws another iron in the fire also. Oh, my God. If they came up and they said, you know, all the, the legal stuff goes away and they said, OK, we have this date and they stuck with it and we didn't get bad news for a month about how thing has been delayed or now it's off the table entirely. I would immediately say, you know what, that's in my top three film all time just because it's actually happening. That's that's where I'm at with the franchise right now. I just I just want to see it set in stone. No more fucking around. No more. Everyone gets excited and then immediately get let down again. It's like let's let's just move forward. Oh, and I'm right there with you. I mean, enough of the disappointments. You know, yeah. just let us know what the fuck's going on and everybody move forward. Yep. Let's just get it done. Well, all right. I guess that wraps up another episode of Return to Camp Blood. So please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. This episode was brought to you by Friday the 13th Franchise.com. Until next time.